All right, Exxon Nation, we need to talk more. There needs to be more dialogue. We have to start looking beneath the rocks. We need to get a shovel and get the grass off the off of the top of the soil so we can actually see what the real problem is here. And when we're looking at gun violence, when we're looking at violence, period, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, breaking an entry, whether it's any kind of violence, bullying, we need to talk about it. We need to get it yeah. out of the closet. Yeah. We need to get yeah. professionals like Dr. Bernie Beitman, who's my guest this hour and the talk show host on the Exxon Broadcast Network of Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman. Um, where do we go from here, Bernie? What else can we do as, as a society in order to bring this forward? If we can't get the politicians to listen to us because they don't want to... You know, they don't want to get involved because it's going to, they're going to have to admit there's part of a problem. They're going to have to look at their constituents and say, all right, I'm going to do something about it. And then they're going to have to put their hands in their pockets and, and pull some money out to, to, to better fund the medical field that is already overworked, underpaid in order to get the problem solved. So what do we do? Well, so much of it is money, as you're starting, as you're mentioning. Um, but before we get to the money thing, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times mentally ill are blamed for this kind of uh, gun violence. And the facts are that mentally ill are much more likely to be uh, killed in violence rather than to do any of the killing. And there's, there's, it's more the, the statistics seem to suggest that gun violence is less common among mentally ill, however you define it. Uh, and that we, we usually mean severely mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're too incompetent usually to do much. That's part of being schizophrenic. And it's part of being bipolar disorder. Not that some aren't activated. Not that some may do a little something. John Hinckley uh, had a, uh, was psychotic. Um, and when he tried to uh, um, do something to kill Reagan, um, uh, there are psychotic instances. But unfortunately, the press and uh, and the politicians love to blame the mentally ill because the mentally ill don't have the ability to talk back. But the the white people Mm -hmm. who have who are part of the Ku Klux Klan and part of uh, racist groups have their own constituencies and they can say, oh, just a rotten apple or they can say they deserved it, which is happening much more out there. So what what do we need to do? Um, it's too many, it's too big. It's a very big question and I can only hit about on a couple of them and social media and fake news is a place that's got to make a change, but that includes education. Part of the reason fake news works is because, uh, Americans are not educated well enough to be critical of the information they receive. And some of the information they receive fits with predetermined, a uh, pre pre-existing beliefs so they like it and even though it might be wrong they haven't learned to be skeptical and one of the systematic attempts by uh, right-wing people in the United States has been to reduce the potential for education for Americans and what that does and what that's done already is make student loans prohibitive. Uh, student loans used to be one or two percent. Now they're six and a half percent or more. And these kids hit huge burdens and can't get educated or can not get the kind of jobs they want. So they have to pay so they can pay back their loans. Uh, so the, the, the education always is part of this. Now, there's much more we can talk about. But I'll say I'll say yeah. with social media, Facebook, Twitter have to become more responsible in what they allow on their sites. Oh, I agree with you 150%, Bernie. It's awful. And what we're doing is is what we are learning is that those who have the money can actually influence the population by using the social media. Yes. And and as as a broadcaster, I have all often wondered why anyone has not looked into the possibility that subliminal messaging and advertising is actually being used on the internet like was investigated on television and in the movies. Right. And it's around. And it's there. Yep. And it's, and sometimes you don't even have to be too subliminal. You just have to do it fast and repeated. Yep. Uh, it's true. It, people's minds are really influenceable by their environment. 
I have a saying that I use around my kids and my wife. She has a smart car. My kids have smartphones, and I say, smartphones make stupid people. Smart cars make stupid drivers. Because I, I believe that we have become, as a society, so dependent on the smart technology that when the time comes that the grid is going to be knocked down by a solar flare or some other EMF, society is going to go into a panic, into a, into a dizzy, because they will not know how to communicate or how to live without that little that little piece of technology in their hands. Uh, that I have the same feeling, but I wonder sometimes, and I like uh, the pe- the parents uh, of my generation that mm-hmm. didn't like Elvis Presley. Uh, well, I, I saw this firsthand about 11 years ago, 12 years ago, when there was an EMF, a solar flare that disrupted the electrical grid in the northern states and throughout the province of Ontario and Quebec. There was no hydro. There were no cell phones. People did not know what to do. And this was only 12, 13 years ago, Bernie. Yeah, and now with the Internet of Things, that's even more. Exactly, exactly. Like, people did not, they depend now totally on their cell phone. They don't have hardwired phones like we used to have. I have them in my house, and I have, and I make sure that we have hardwired phones within within the business. Because in case there is a power failure, or the grid goes down, at least we still have the, the copper-wired phones that, that will still work. But people yeah. don't think ahead. And uh, let me ask you something as an educator. Why do people who are going to be serving other people have to pay for their education? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. I understand that, that professors have to be paid. I understand that there's costs involved in running schools and institutions of higher learning. But would it not be to the country's best interest, instead of spending all this money going to dead planets, to invest the money in the youth of today who are aspiring to be doctors, aspiring to be uh, chemists, aspiring to be physicists, who by their very choice in life will help humanity why don't we give these people a break? Why don't we say, you know what? You're going to be a, a, a member of society that will make a positive difference. Therefore, we will take care of your education. Well, uh, because the peop- very wealthy people, mm-hmm. for reasons that I continue to try to understand, continue to want to make, have more money coming to them. There is this sense of entitlement that some people have with power and with money that makes them drive to get rid of the any expenses to people who don't have a lot of money and take it all to themselves. This is the greed that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. There has to be compassion and understanding that these guys, I think – I think the guys who are and the women and their wives and the mm-hmm. women who with their husbands with lots of money are looking for something by accumulating wealth that they don't get. And what they need is something spiritual that allows them to feel part of humanity, to allow them to care and be cared about. There's a lot of great feeling that comes from love and being part of oh, being and helping people. Oh, big time. I couldn't agree and, more. And they don't do it because they have gotten blinded by greed. Bernie, I can't thank you enough for being on the show with us today to talk about these very important topics. I did want to spend some time this segment talking about your show. We've got about two minutes. Can you tell our listeners about your show? The show is called Connecting with Coincidences. And we got even non-believers like Rob here to start looking at yes, them. And the purpose of my is show true. is what happened with Rob is I want to alert people to the existence of coincidences because it's my implicit belief that as we understand coincidences, mm-hmm. we will see how intimately connected our minds are with each other, that coincidences develop a cartography, a map for how this group mind of which we're all a part operates. People aren't 
islands. And more than that, they're, they're part of a great ocean of mind and emotion. And coincidences are windows into those minds. And the more that I can help people become aware of coincidences, the more we can be recognizing that we're part of each other. And let's see if we can find the love and the caring as well as the difficulties. It's yeah. not all good. There's difficulties involved in our group mind, but let's see if we can find the way we connect and connect with those we love and help those that we can help. And you can do this by connecting with coincidence. Yes, sir. Bernie, uh, your website is www.coincider.com. Your and my are- Psychology Today blog is also called Connecting with Coincidence. And I will be speaking with you next week as we do another Amazing, and I, I mean this from, you know, with all sincerity, the amazing connecting with coincidence with my good friend, Dr. Bernard Beitman on the Exome Broadcast Network once again. To find out when connecting with coincidence is on, just go to www.xzbn.net, scroll down to the broadcast schedule and check for CCBB. Bernie, take care of yourself. Have a wonderful weekend and say hello to Francesco for me. I will, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on your you show. You take care, my good friend. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on this very You're important welcome. topic. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always send me an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And once again, for more information about Dr. Beitman, visit his website at coincider.com. I'm Rob McConnell. I'll be back after this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiak's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk.
And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. My very special guest is my friend, my colleague here at the Exxon Broadcast Network. And boy, do we have a good laugh every once in a while. Oh, we certainly do, Bernie. Life is too short. Mind you, that's what she said. <laughs> You're on the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, my God, and on the air. <laughs> you know, just slip out. Just... <laughs> um, you know, we need to laugh these days because life is, uh, can be very harsh at times. And we've been talking about the um, mass murder at the school in Florida, the, um, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School where 17 people lost their lives, 14 ended up in the hospital. And we found out that the FBI did get tips. They dropped the ball. We found out that there was a police officer on the campus of the at the time of the shooting, but he decided, oh, my God, I'm not going to get involved. And there was actually uh, video footage of him standing outside while the murder was going on the inside. We're watching... We're watching a, a dance, a political dance. It's more of a um, a limbo than anything else. Everybody's trying to duck the issue. A <laughs> good one. Yeah. And when we look at what's happening in the United States, and, and I, I think that the question we need to ask ourselves is, number one, why hasn't something been done before now? If the problem is the NRA, then everyone who has put any money into the NRA, signed a membership card for the NRA, should be held complicit in this. Yeah. They should be held complicit. There seems to be no, no action taken or counteraction taken for any action when it comes to gun violence. Uh, a couple of years ago, you had a deputy who was at a gas station in Texas filling up his car. What happens? Guy comes over, pumps a bunch of bullets into him. We had Sandy Hook. We had Columbine. We had that church where somebody went in and, and murdered, what, 19 people who were praying, for goodness sake. Where does it stop? Where does it stop? Bernie, what can we do as a society? Because this isn't just a problem within the United States. Violence is worldwide. And I think that if we were to look at the, the entire problem as a worldwide event, we might be able to work as a race to, to solve the problem. So where do we go? Well, let's start with where we are, where I am, the United okay. States. This is a society that has never acknowledged its violent foundation, from the genocide of Native peoples to slavery to the violent overthrow of governments around the world in order to impose regimes that favor the U.S. corporate interest. It's a brutal war against the Vietnamese people. It's recruitment of young people. This is really gets me into pre-Army ROTC. And Hollywood and its romanticization mm. in movies of TV, of super weapons, and of violence. I can't go to movies anymore uh, because there's too much violence in so many of them. I just... Yeah. We've got to turn our way. That's one way, a simple way, is to tell Hollywood not to keep blowing up people. But TV has that on there all the time. People are getting killed and strangled and all kinds of things. And we've got to get that off of people's minds. There's an old study that I was done in Canada, uh, I don't know, not, not too long ago, 20 years ago, uh, where there was a where one t both two towns did not have a TV, mm -hmm. um, have TV in them, and they put TV in one town and not in the other, and the one that got the TV started seeing more violence. Even though people try to say TV violence doesn't do it, we copy sure what we, we see. We are human beings who copy what we see. So we have to somehow take these violent memes out of everybody's awareness to some degree so that they're not continuously bombarded with how wonderful they are. That's just one place to start. But where I, what I, what I want to get to somehow is these guys in Congress um, who don't have a soul who don't seem, who, who turn their soul off. They have mm. souls. I am a strong believer in the empathy and compassion of most people, not all. I think there is, there are evil people in the world. Right. However, 
redefine them. But I think most people have goodness in them. Mm-hmm. And somehow I, I want to be able to appeal to that in yeah. them, to not, to, to not have to have the politicians and merchants of death allow the unimaginable to become imaginable, to allow financial gain to prevail over the lives of innocent children and become and are willing to protect guns at the expense of the lives of our children. How come they can't care? Where is the compassion? Where is the empathy? It's in them somewhere, somewhere. And somehow to evoke that is what I would like to be able to do. That's what I do talking as a psychiatrist who does psychotherapy. And so worldwide, it requires compassion and understanding. Racism is part of this whole thing. My country is better than yours. There's a sense that white people are better than anyone else in the world. Mm -hmm. There's too much, I'm better than you, and you're different from me. Somehow we've got to be able to come together in our own passion, compassion, and love. How we do that I try to do in the small ways I can with patients, uh, but the ones who come to me are already looking for help. It's these guys, this guy, this Tom Garrett, who is our representative here, and I write to him and say, what about gun violence? And yeah. he says, Second Amendment, and I'll take care of everything else. How come these guys are so blind? And it's just impressive to me that in this culture, this capitalism, this economy, where people are afraid that other people are going to take advantage of them, that, that violence seems to be perpetuated. What about the video game? Is there any connection between video games that, that have violence in them, such as, uh, what is it, uh, there, um, there's a war game and then there's also uh, a car thief game? Yeah, 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 that car thief one, yeah. yeah. How do these? Uh, I, how, I've, I've, looked, I've looked at that and that somehow doesn't seem to be so correlated. Um, but what, what needs to be mentioned in regard to, to numbers is uh, the mentally ill. We haven't talked about that, and we need to. Um, the, the politicians like to blame the mentally ill for gun violence. And what you described cor- correctly as terrorism, mm-hmm. this is domestic terrorism. This is terrorists trying to scare people, and that's what terror is, to try to make people afraid of doing things so that they will withdraw and become more afraid and, and become more involuted and want to fight want to fight and create more violence. Terrorists do that for people and to people. And this needs to be called domestic terrorism. Why isn't it, uh, Rob asks? It's because terrorists come from other countries. They don't come from the United States. They they are not white males. No, white males are terrorists. It's always got to be a guy from another country who's got a different religion. And, and that terrorism designation will continue to not be applied uh, so that we don't have to recognize that we have terrorists within our midst. Let's talk about the mental health issue, because the, you're right, that is very important. And I don't think enough people are talking about it. It seems that we have to keep mental health in the closet, because if we start investigating and helping people with mental problems, then we have to admit there is a problem. So it seems when it comes to mental health that that everybody likes to keep their head in the sand. Well, not everybody, the majority of people. I know that you as a dedicated professional and those people that you work with take it very seriously. But for the vast majority of of society, they don't. Well, indirectly, talking about coincidences is a way to get people to think about what they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that, that's part of psychotherapy and it's part of psychological change. Uh, that, that it's in, but let's, let's talk about what you just mentioned. Here in the state of Virginia, uh, yeah. a bunch of uh, high school kids went to the state legislature and said, we go, to, we go to health classes in eighth grade and come out with no knowledge of mental health. Nobody's teaching us that. You have not permitted that to be taught in our schools. So let's start with teaching about mental health in our high schools, along with all the other health-related uh, ideas that they get. Um, that's one place to go. But there's been uh, a lot of in the closet about mental health for sure. But that's changing a good deal in the United States where you can recognize that 
most people have at least one person removed a connection to somebody with a significant mental illness. And depression affects about 20% of the population over, uh, over, over lifetimes. So depression is very common. Mm-hmm. Panic disorder and anxiety are 2 or 3% of the country. OCD, a little less. Schizophrenia, which is pretty difficult, and bipolar disorder are under 3%, but create tremendous havoc and are easily transmitted generation to generation. There is more work as psychiatry is getting more brain-based. So that looks like it's a brain disease, not so much a mental disease. Right. Yet people are embarrassed to say that they have, they still have it, alcoholism, a mental illness. But there is another mental, mental illness going on. It's the, the blindness, the coldness, the crudeness, the coldness of our politicians about what they are allowing to have happen, what our, the NRA is allowing to have happen. This is psychotic in a very simple version, which is not seeing reality for it is. What we mean by psychotic is reality is something different from what it is. And these guys are saying, all of them, that we collect the money and it doesn't make any difference that we collect the money and vote against any weapons bans because it doesn't matter. Even though it does matter, they are missing reality. That is the psychosis of our times. Bernie, stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Exonation. Dr. Bernie Beitman is my guest. Coinsider.com is his website. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. 
For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. They do shine. That is the drama club of the school where this massacre shooting took place on Wednesday, February the 14th, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida. Great job, guys. Joining me is Dr. Bernie Beitman, who is the host of Connecting with Coincidence on the Exxon Broadcast Network. To find out when Bernie can be heard, just go to www.xzbn.net, scroll down to the broadcast schedule, and his show code is CC. BB. Bernie, number one, it's always great talking to you both on my show and when you're doing your show. And you know what, Bernie, you, uh, I, I see the, the, the amount of information that you get out on your show. I, I know firsthand that you're making a fascinating difference with the people who listen to your show. But when we talk about this part of of the reality of, of the world we live in, getting away from coincidences and synchronicities. And please, I'm not saying that they're not important because the more I listen to you, the more I hear other people away from the studios talking about coincidences and synchronicities. What is your opinion of this song? How would you preface it? I'm trying to think about who those kids, 
those teenagers, those young adults are seeing the song too. It, it's not, it's the, you put us in the dark, but we will bring the light, we will shine. Mm-hmm. And what they are implying, I think, is not about the shooter. No. That's, that's not the killer. The killer are the people who support the lack of control over guns. And those people, and this is where it's hard for me as a psychiatrist to get, is that those people are people in the Senate, in the House of Representatives. In the Senate, uh, my understanding is that John McCain has received seven million from the NRA and uh, Marco Rubio, three and a half million. Uh, and others getting also large amounts from the NRA. And it only begins to talk about the problem, I think, for John McCain in particular, who was a prisoner of war. He's seen what violence does to people. He was the object of violence. And somehow that shifted in him. And that shifted ever ever did shift with Marco Rubio, who was kind of a uh, not going to far a guy. Not going much place for mm-hmm. a guy, or not going too far for a guy who found some breaks and got into the Senate. Um, th- these are, were guys who had ordinary experiences, and McCain had even more than ordinary experiences. And these guys, these guys, the entire Senate Republican group, the people in the houses and uh, Republicans in houses and Senates around the country of the United States are are complicit in the murder of these children. They're complicit in turning their hearts off, turning their basic humanity from the evil that is going on around them and promoting it for the reason you just said, greed and political power, power. They are turning their backs on children. I do not understand how they can sleep with themselves to do that. And the closest I can get is Nazi Germany, when the Nazis at at various death camps came home to their families after uh, figuring out ways through gas chambers and other means to kill people, uh, uh, thousands of people a day. And they just went home and loved their children and loved their wives. And that's what these guys are doing, not as directly as being at a death camp, but hearing it now on the radio, hearing the on TV, listening to these kids talk, they are killing these kids' friends. And these children, these adults, these young adults are now afraid of being murdered themselves. And these guys in the Senate and and Senate and House still say, go ahead and kill those kids. There's two things I do not understand, Bernie. You and I have been out there for a number of years. We've seen a lot. Hopefully we've learned a lot. I can't understand why in this specific case... It wasn't called an act of terrorism, homegrown terrorism. And another thing I can't understand is that if this child, Nicholas Cruz, would have been African-American, what type of social difference it would have been? Both are excellent, excellent points. Um, the, being African-American, uh, they would have picked him up immediately. Um, he, his name, his last name was Cruz, so I that's wonder right. if he's Hispanic. I don't know whether that's the case or not. Yes, he was. But, Apparently, his family's origin is in Cuba. Uh, I'm surprised that the cops didn't pick him up just because he wasn't an American. Um, it's, 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 well, it's. Uh, it, it, you're right. You know, he was arrested within an hour by an officer who saw who decided to go outside the area where where he was basically told patrol and, and look for him. And he said, well, if I was a kid and I was doing something, this is where I'd go. And that's where the officer did find uh, him. He uh, was arrested without incident within an hour. He confessed to the crimes l- later on. And, you know, fine, the system worked to that point. But then to find out that the FBI dropped the ball, the Broward Sheriff's Office officer dropped the ball. And now we see Congress and Senate and the president dropping the ball. What do the children of today 
have to look forward to? Well, they are in a similar situation to what uh, I knew uh, during the Vietnam War. A lot of the reason for the protest Mm -hmm. against the Vietnam War was because uh, college-age kids didn't want to go to jail, I mean, go to war, did not want to get in the army, did not want to put themselves in a position of being killed and for something that they did not believe in. Now, perhaps we have teenagers, not little kids as in Sandy Hook. And by the way, there are 300 million guns in the United States now. And since Sandy Hook, 11,000 more children have died of gun violence. And still, these guys sit by and don't do anything. This song suggests that it's going to be possible for teenagers who have great command over social media, who know how to make songs as beautiful as this one, can somehow organize their other teenagers in other parts of the country to get moving because the adults aren't doing it. The adults aren't complaining. The adults, only the ones who are affected do that. Mm -hmm. But as a nation, we are too silent. Can we rise up as a nation and say, as I just said to my, my congressman, my local congressman, okay, you can do the Second Amendment, and all that, where in your letter is mention of assault weapons? When are you going to start talking about the real issues? And I don't know when they are. Bernie, stand by, my good friend. You and I have to take a break. We'll be back on the other side. Exxon Nation, Dr. Bernie Beitman is my special guest, www.comeinsider.com, and he is the host of Connecting Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman on the Exxon Broadcast Network. A great guy. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 
to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and, of course, the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And for all the great programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Visit our website, www.xzbn.net. Speaking about the Exxon Broadcast Network, my guest this hour is the host of Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie, Bernie Beitman, uh, MD. And uh, Dr. Beitman is the first psychiatrist since Carl Jung to attempt to systematically and systemize the study of coincidences. He is a visiting professor at the University of Virginia and former chair of the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Missouri-Columbia. He attended Yale Medical School and completed a psychiatric residency at Stanford. Dr. Beitman has received two national awards for his psychotherapy training and is internationally known for his research into the relationship between chest pain and panic disorder. In addition, he has edited two issues of Psychiatric Annals uh, that focus on coincidences and is the founder of Coincidence Studies. His website is www.connectingwithcoincidence.com. And joining me now is the one and only Dr. Bernie Beitman, who can be heard on the X-Zone Broadcast Network seven days a week. And if you'd like to find out what day and time you can listen to The Good Doctor, just go to www.xzbn.net. Scroll down until you get to our broadcast schedule. And to find out which one is Dr. Beitman, it's very simple. CCBB, Connecting Coincidence with Dr. Bernard Beitman. Joining me now is the one and only Dr. Beitman. And Bernie, welcome to the X-Zone. It's a pleasure to be back. It's been like uh, more than a year and a half when you first grilled me about coincidences <laughs> some April. <laughs> I remember that. We, we had a bad phone connection at the time, but we don't have that anymore. No, we don't. Uh, did I get your website correct, Bernie? It's coincider.com. Coincider.com. All right, uh, Bernie, um, as you well know, there was a massive... Murder, uh, murder shooting in a school in Florida last Wednesday at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. 17 people were killed, the majority of them students, 14 more injured. The suspect, 19 years old, Nicholas Cruz, has confessed to the crimes and is presently in custody. As a psychiatrist, how do you look at these events? I look at them from the individual experience, mm -hmm. that is the experience of the students and the teachers who were assaulted. I look at it from the perspective of Cruz to try to get some understanding of what went on with him. But it's so very important to not limit our discussion to the people involved because this is a reflection of larger circles of influence. And those influences go from what the gun laws in Florida mm -hmm. to the United States, to the U.S. government, 
to the U.S. government's involvement with arms sales around the world, to the multiple, multiple killings going on in different parts of the world, which the United States is part of and which the United States is not part of. So violence has increased a great deal around the world, and that's in great part because there are so many more weapons to use. Bernie, how would guns be compared to viruses? Are there similarities? Yes, I think there are similarities. Viruses, if there are a lot of viruses, as during flu season, more people are going to get the flu. Mm -hmm. If there are more guns available to people, more people are going to use them to kill people. It's a simple simple numerical idea. The more guns, the more viruses, the more deaths. How can we relate to what happened in Florida to what is happening in Syria? In Syria, there is currently uh, on east the eastern border, um, there are people now trapped, um, according to the International Rescue Committee, trapped and can't get out. Mm-hmm. Hospitals being bombed, their hospitals being bombed. There's no way to get aid in, no way to get aid to help get people out. And so the Syrian army, uh, with the aid of the Russians, appears to be bombing, is bombing people just stuck in a closed space. Something like shooting fish in a barrel, as the old phrase goes. That's what it certainly sounds like. That's what it sounds like. And for a shooter to mm-hmm. walk into a schoolroom where kids are in rooms or classes um, and gathered together in a small in a small area, it's the same thing as a, an airplane flying over eastern Syria bombing. He's got a machine gun, as we used to know them. Now they're called assault rifles that can shoot out hundreds of bullets in a short period of time and kill lots of people without having to aim very well. And that's what bombing is doing in eastern Syria. Do you think gun control would actually help the situation in the United States? Uh, I look to uh, enlightened countries like the one you live in, Mm -hmm. Canada, Australia. And as you know better than I, when gun violence occurred in Canada and also in Australia, governments took steps to make sure that that didn't happen again. And now there aren't people walking into schools with rifles and, uh, and assault weapons killing kids in those countries, but they are here. So tell us what, what they did in Canada so that we can learn from you. That's very simple. An act of parliament was passed, gun control was put in, and that was the end of it. And what's the form of the gun control in Canada? You cannot own a handgun without a permit. You cannot conceal a, a, for example, I was a police officer. I had my on-duty weapon that I was issued by the department. I wanted an off-duty weapon. I had to go purchase the gun. The gun was put aside until the Quebec Provincial Police conducted an investigation on me, even though I was a police officer, to see, number one, if the need to carry was there. Number two, if I was capable of, of mentally understanding and taking the appropriate actions if necessary. They interviewed my friends, they interviewed my, my wife, my family members, and they also do extensive background checks. Only until they are satisfied and you get your clearance from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, do you get that permit? That is so much more than we have in the United States, as you very well know. So that has helped a great deal in limiting gun violence in Canada, obviously. But you see, Bernie, we do not have it in our any part of our legislation that we have the right to bear arms. And I can understand that when the signatories were put onto the amendments, that it was a very volatile time in the United States and that they had just come off of the, the separation with England, as well as, as other historical events. However, I don't think the signatories to the Second Amendment meant that in the future these type of weapons, the assault weapons, could actually be part of this amendment. I don't see why any person, whether you're a hunter or not, would need an assault weapon. Mind you, I don't understand what the, what the uh, thrill of holding a gun is or carrying a gun. 
with with carrying a weapon comes a hell of a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So that baffles me. Um, I I think it's one of those uh, if we if we if from the NRA if we say that we are going to let this ban take place, mm-hmm. then they're going to get all the guns, like shotguns and rifles. Yeah. Well, you know, here's something very interesting, Bernie. People think that a handgun is a wonderful protection weapon in the home. It's not. It's not. The best weapon to have in a home is a shotgun with SSG slugs in it. <laughs> I'm serious. Because if somebody breaks into, into your bedroom or your house and you have a handgun, you have one hell of a good chance of missing. Yeah. Whereas with a shotgun... Nine pellets come flying out in a set pattern. Goodbye. Well, wouldn't they then argue that assault weapons could do the same thing? Well, in a shotgun, it depends if you have a three or, or five magazine. You can't put more than that many slugs into a, into a conventional shotgun. Good. You know, just like in a revolver, you can put either five or six bullets in the chambers, in the, in the cylinder. Automatic weapons, like a 9mm Glock, you can put up to 13, 14 bullets, I believe. So it doesn't matter whether it's a handgun or a long gun when it comes to the destructive power. It depends on, number one, how good the person is who is using it. And number two, if the perpetrator is fast on his feet and is anticipating the homeowner having a weapon. If he's not, if he thinks the homeowner may have a, a a handgun, that's one thing. But having a shotgun, that could be quite a quite a surprise for the perpetrator. Bernie, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Exo Nation. Doctor Bernie Beitman is my special guest. Coinsider.com, and we'll both be back as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. 
You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.